Hello and welcome to the last episode of the Golf.com podcast in 2018. I'm your host, John Zock, and I have four different Golf.com staffers sitting around me, and they each have a bold prediction for 2019 and have all the necessary reasons why it will happen. They're all in the room with me right now, all ready to weigh in on each other's predictions as well. It's Josh Burhau, Luke Curtinine, Dylan DeChair, and Jeff Ritter. Who would like to go first? The United States is going to lose the President's Cup to the international oh. team. Down in Australia. In Australia, in December. Royal Melbourne. 2019. Tiger Woods is the captain, his first time as the lead captain. I think there's going to be red flags along the way, but I was thinking about this, like, the U.S. was so far away from winning or from losing the President's Cup last time. Like, the U.S., it was just oh, over yeah. on Saturday. They're up by, what, 11 points or something on Sunday. It was, it was the biggest It was route. a 19 to 11 result. Yeah. And eight, it was right, not even points. close. They almost won it on Saturday. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was like 11 points on Saturday, and then it ends up being eight points. So I decided to take, rather than just say, oh, the U.S., you know, they fell apart at the Ryder Cup. They're going to lose the President's Cup. I have a scientific mathematical approach okay. that I took this year. Let's hear it. I've never, never taken an approach like this in any podcast <laughs> using math. Yeah, you've never been science. mathematical. So here, so here it is. So it's eight points, right? The, the internationals lost by eight points in the last President's Cup. How do you make up eight points? Mm-hmm. You don't need eight points. They just need five more or four more. Four more points? Four and a half more points to Flip win. Flip those four points. Okay, well, I've got... <laughs> it's not a math again, podcast. This is, <laughs> this is my first ever mathematical scientific <laughs> breakdown. Just just let the, let the numbers fall. Okay. Okay, so eight, we're going to get... I've got eight points that yep. they can flip. So the first two points come from the team. The international team is going to be better this year because I scratched Charles Schwartzel. I'll do respect to Charles wow. Schwartzel. Not much, all due, all due respect, respect to Adam Hadwin, Johnny Vegas, and Arnabon Lahiri. They combined for four points. They are going to be replaced by Hotung Lee, Cameron Smith, Abraham Answer, and Kiradek. Okay. I really like those the first guys. Those guys will combine for six points. That's all I need. I just need two out of those guys. Okay. All right. Two That's more. step one. No love for Hosong Choi, though. Can't believe it. Well, he's, he's playing on his own. He's game. got some work to do. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's two. Two points will be made up just by the fact the U.S. is traveling halfway around the world. Last time they did it was the South Korea President's Cup. That was a one-point mm-hmm. U.S. win. Yeah. So That came down to the, account, the 18th hole in the final match. Right. So this time you got the jet lag. You got the fact that they're going to blow out of the Hero World Challenge and go to Australia and try to take this event seriously. That's worth two points, and that's probably even underselling it. Okay. Two points. So now it's four. That's four points already we flipped, which – Perhaps by revised math is enough. <laughs> yeah. But I've got but I've got more points. Tiger Woods is captain. I know Tiger's gonna be organized. I know he's gonna take it seriously, but does anybody in team events play well for Tiger? Look at what he did to Captain America at the Ooh. Ryder Cup. Look what he's it's just it's hard to play Some might under think the that specter of Captain Tiger Woods. It might be a different beast. It might be a different beast. It's different. Do you think it's it's a pressure cooker? There's something different about when Tiger's watching you. That's one point. Okay. And then the final two points (laughs) come from Tiger Woods. This is a part two of the bold prediction. Tiger's going to be a playing captain, Mm -hmm. and it's going to throw a wrench in everything. You're just convinced that's a spotlight. It's going to throw the team chemistry off. It's going to throw the attention of the event off. Everything's going to be on Tiger. And that's not good for the team. All right, that's team. two points, and that's how the internationals 
shock the world yeah. while and, representing the world and the presidency. Yeah, and win by eight. Uh, no, no. well, points. okay, maybe I, I have to go back and look at the science and math portion of this prediction again, but the prediction is the internationals win. Win, okay, for, yeah. the, for the first time. For since, the second time in President's yeah, Cup history. For the first time in 20 years. So, I mean, that, that'd be a big deal. Guys, this is, this is pretty bold, right? This does feel bold, especially just the way we talk about the U.S. team, uh, especially certain senior writers on our staff which were recognized by the European Ryder Cup team this year for mm-hmm. picking the U.S. to win, like, the next 30 years' <laughs> worth of team competitions. But, uh, yeah, after the shellacking when the U.S. team almost won on Saturday you can't have years ago. You can't have too much faith. This does feel bold. I have uh, two parts. Two parts. Part one, I'm predicting Tiger puts himself with Phil for at least one match. They drum up the hype once again for like match 2.0 or 3.0 or whatever we're doing at that point. Could you imagine the train wreck and the sirens going off if the Americans lost this President's Cup? Yeah, as the resident European in the room, um, it would actually be pretty terrible from my perspective if the international team, I think, did beat America. Oh, interesting. What, what, Terrible? Yeah, f- from a European perspective, because I do sort of think that that will... It seems like the U.S. Ryder Cup team uh, only comes about things when they're sort of forced to, mm-hmm. when, when things get so bad that they're like, okay, we need to rejig everything. What I kind of want is for them to just cruise through the international team. Everything's great. Look, we can play as a team. Look at this. Just cruise in, get slightly complacent into the Ryder Cup, and that's when the Europeans come. In other words, what happened this year, you just want to happen every single time, just on a loop. That's all I want. So I guess I'm rooting against your bold prediction, though it is a bold prediction. Yeah, I think it's pretty bold just off of the sheer number of times that it's happened before. But it has happened once. This would not be the first time. So I'm going to give you like a – Four out of five, in terms of being bold here. All right. Well, according to my science and math, yeah. that's a that's a passing grade. That's a passing grade. That's an eight out of five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. the The most obvious next one has to be Dylan's bold prediction. Well, I didn't realize we were going to be going so deep on the Presidents Cup event that will be happening one year from today. But my bold prediction kind of has to do with the whole lead up between now and then, and it takes us to the captain's picks for the U.S. team. So Captain Tiger Woods is going to select two players of note as his captain's picks. One of them is going to be Patrick Reed, and the other is going to be Jordan Spieth. (laughs) Now, you've heard the two of these guys mentioned together a bit in terms of the U.S. team competition. You know, they used to play together, as you know. They also notably did not play together at this year's Ryder Cup. But... There's also some interesting ways that they will get to this captain's pick because that means that they're not going to qualify on their own. Yeah, that's not good. So let's start with Patrick Reed, who has been off and on since he won he's the Masters. He's had a good year. Solid year. All of his presidents, like the points that he's earned in this past year, the Masters. He mm-hmm. had, he's yeah, not he's... exactly a shoe in He sits in 13th place right now in the President's Cup standing. So by no means a lock, he's going to have to play well this year. Now, if anyone else was the team captain, I don't think you would see Patrick Reed getting selected as a wild card because, you know, frankly, he has not been great for team unity of late. But A, Tiger maybe feels bad that they lost all their matches together. B, we know now, especially after Jim Furyk talked about it this week, 
Tiger really, really likes Patrick Reed. He thinks he's a gamer. He admires his team play. So I think Tiger would be the one guy that would bring back Reed, think it would be good for the squad. He's on. Jordan Spieth might need even more help in terms of getting on this team. Yeah, Spieth is 37th. 37th. You're stealing my facts, but wow. 37th currently on the President's Cup team standings. Obviously, we've got a long way to go. But look, the guy has not finished in the top eight of a golf tournament since the Masters. That is crazy. Spieth has not been getting it done. He has been hitting it okay. He's been putting it terribly. And uh, he might get better. He'll he'll have a better season, I'm sure, this year. He'll play well at the Masters. He'll get points there. You know, he'll game it up in some majors. He's going to need Tiger to pick him, and Tiger will, because at the end of the day, you want Spieth on the team. Now, there's only so much, like, truth that we can put into these standings, right? Like, future truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes to the standings, Tiger's 16th, right? He's, sure. He's Tiger gonna, himself is not even in it yet. Yeah. He will be. Phil Mickelson is not in automatically qualified. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of guys that aren't in that play their way onto the team or at least into contention. So, Spieth, he really has to just kind of get into the top 20. That's, I think, the kind of go-to range, right? I think so. I think even if he's near 20th, I still think Tiger will pick him. So, I mean, at the point at which... He would just kind of have an average year this year. Yeah. He'd get up to about 20th. That's how I see this playing out. And yeah. you'd see, wow, Tiger, over the last 18 months, sees Jordan Spieth as a guy that he wants on the team. Yes. I mean, we have this conversation with Jordan Spieth seemingly every 14, 16 months where he kind of like, oh, what's wrong with Jordan? And then, oh, he wins a major. And I'm not worried about that. I think he'll I think he'll get some better results here, and I think he will be won't be much of a long shot if he needs a pick. Reed, on the other hand, if he's not picked, I bet he shows up anyway. <laughs> Could you imagine him and Justine like wearing all their like President's Cup gear on outside the ropes, just trolling everyone, that would oh, be, tweeting away? That would That's be, a bold that prediction right there. I, I mean, I think Dylan's prediction is pretty bold, only because it's kind of like picking these two not random things, but I mean, for these guys to finish in those spots, each of those thing things individually is a bold prediction. Putting them together and it being Spieth and Reed. It's a parlay. That's pretty good. Yeah. If I do say so myself. It's, it, I, I, I do wonder, though, about what are we going to be saying about the Patrick Reed team unity conversation in a year? You know, like I sort of think that like right now when there's no golf, we're laser focused on Patrick Reed's comments on the Ryder Cup fallout and all of this. But if I just sort of think about in eight months, what, if Patrick Reed is a few spots outside the standings, is, are people really going to remember what happened right now? I, I mean, think I'm kind of asking. I, I don't. Kevin Kisner just said he wouldn't. That's our job. He wouldn't <laughs> pee on. Well, he didn't say it about himself. He said other guys wouldn't pee on him if he was on fire. Those comments Center don't them. just go away. <laughs> so I think that the comments will stick around. But I also do think, yeah, Tiger is. People have said things about Tiger in the past. He's not going to let all the noise kind of get in there. I think he wants Reed to do well. I mean, you could say Patrick's a little lucky, too, that Tiger is the captain. I think Tiger genuinely likes Patrick. I don't think that's an act. So he's obviously got a little bit of a friend there, if you can call him a friend. I mean, if you don't put Patrick Reed on this team, then you're just – the whole thing is festering. That's just a smoldering fire waiting for the next Ryder Cup to just burn down that next team. You know, I almost think – 
if it's close, doesn't he have to be on this team? Yeah, he's so probably going to be on the next Ryder Cup team. You figure he's going to be a staple qualifying so, on points for Ryder Cups to come. So perhaps I leave him off this team. Yeah, I mean, perhaps less bold then, right? Mm, it sounds like a little I thought the boldness was really the fact that he's not qualifying on his own. I was surprised. I was surprised that you have him needing a captain's pick, but I didn't realize he was 13th in the standings. I don't know how we're quite calculating president's cup points like what is it's, winning the masters does, it's i'm pretty sure not? it's the same as Ryder cup points okay. but anyway at this point it's bryson brooks justin dustin zander tony finau webb simpson patrick cantley gary woodland charles howell that's the top 10 charles howell oh. let's go <laughs> i wouldn't get, get too comfortable Chucky three stick. now that howell. is the president's cup ball prediction that i want is charles howell we're in the red white and blue luke can't help himself right now <laughs> what's nerdier talking president's cup uh, standings right now or FedEx Cup standings? Or talking oh, about oh, oh, Charles oh, oh, oh. Howell in general. Let's keep it moving. Josh or Luke? I'll take the rock. Josh takes the rock. Your bullet prediction is? Brooks Kepka, a three-time major winner, will win two majors Whoa. in 2019. Uh, not only that, he will win the Masters and the PGA Championship, okay. which means wow. he will become the third golfer in the last 100 years to win three straight majors. Ooh, so you're wow. saying he's winning at Augusta. Good winning God. at Augusta. Why? Um, well, let's look at the stats, Sean. First of all, he didn't play there last year, um, and he's been trending in the right direction. Three years he's played at Augusta. Let's T33 in 2015, 2016 T21, 2017 T11. All right? 2019. Obviously... T one. T one. Oh, so he's gonna play he's gonna win in a playoff. Oh yeah. Playoff. No, he's not gonna win a playoff. I just said T one because it was kinda in line with all my other T's. But okay. he will win straight up. Um Who gives him a run at Augusta? I think Justin Rose does it again. Oh, he tends to do that. Poor he tends to Augusta. Augusta. Yeah. Uh so then uh wins the Masters. Okay. Yep. Um he's, so he's still, going for the Kepka slam. Yeah, he's still at Pebble. He heads to Augusta with a little chip on his shoulder from missing it last year, and then also from that latest ESPN article snubbed him. He's got the ESPN article in his mirror in the bathroom and he like <laughs> crumples it every morning like Rocky does, Rocky Four, Drago. Um wins at the Masters. From there, we are wheels up to Farmingdale. <laughs> wheels up. <laughs> and I just think uh I just think he's gonna kinda overpower Beth Page a little bit. Oh, and that's right. I forget that the PGA is yeah, right, it's right, coming right, next. Right. So can you imagine? Oh, the Kepka slam can involving two PGAs. <laughs> Kepka, yeah, three in a row. Two of them are PGA championships, and then he shows up at the U.S. Open, looking, looking for, for his, his third straight P. U.S. Open, his fourth straight major. But this would be the Brooks Slam, See, which would have two PGA championships. Let's go inside the bold prediction here. If the U.S. Open, old schedule. If it's the U.S. Open next, I wouldn't have picked him to win. I don't think he wins at Pebble. I think Pebble, you bring more short hitters into it. Obviously, Brooks overpowering the course is you know, the biggest asset. So Ted Potter. All right, team. How do we feel about this? I, I did not see that one coming. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's bold. So Brooks rolls into the U.S. Open having won three in a row and four out of the last five majors. Look, if the guy keeps winning and keeps beating Tiger like he did at the PGA last year, that did not make him a super popular guy. Pebble Pebble talk will be dominated the whole week by uh, his team saying that he's not respected and you well, I know don't, I don't think people dislike Brooks right I just feel like they don't connect with him like I'd I, say that's, I, fair. That, that's sort of my read on this situation is that not that yeah they don't they dislike him I just don't think there's 
Brooks doesn't offer them much, you know. He's just, and 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 it's part part of it isn't really his fault. I mean, the guy is just ice cold under pressure, so it, he almost doesn't even look human when he's standing over like a downhill eight footer at Shinnecock on burnt out greens, and he just jars it, makes it no reaction, and like people just don't look at him and see like a human emotion. They don't see themselves, which I sort of think is the driving factor when they connect with with their players yeah I, I think he would argue that that is what separates him in terms of like success though yeah. oh like, yeah no it's a it's it's like a problem from a good place in many ways i mean he's so good under pressure that he looks almost invincible when when that's something that pros don't really relate to it's sick it is like hugely impressive he is wildly underrated i do still think that despite my earlier comments like for sure let's talk about someone who has done interesting things under pressure, maybe perhaps his own pressure. Luke, you have a bold prediction about Bryson DeChambeau. Well, I'm actually calling an audible here because my, my because I'm a determined to win this bold prediction podcast, oh. and b uh, thankfully because Josh went first, I realized you know my prediction isn't both bold wasn't enough. bold enough to stand up to Josh's prediction, but also was a bit too similar. So I'm pivoting hard, and I'm gonna say that no American is going to win a major this year. Ooh, wow. We're going, have, we're going to have four different European winners. <laughs> okay, that's so <laughs> European <laughs> Grand Slam. Great. We're going to have four <laughs> different European winners. On four. This feels like flag-waving. <laughs> <laughs> for, for those who aren't in here, Luke's, wear, Luke's draped in an English flag right now. Yeah, nothing else. At first, you made it... <laughs> You made it sound like it was just no Americans, but then you doubled down and said all Europeans. No, yeah, they're going to be all European. They're going to be four different winners. Yeah. That's my bold prediction. Do you have names for us? Name suggestions? Cow. I don't have names. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, how, how bold do you want me to no, get? No, you I know, feel no, like no. I'm pretty bold Specific. right now. No, the format of this podcast is you give me a bold prediction, and we vet it. Mm. We ask for more. Yeah. We need specifics. We need details. Okay, so, I mean... Who is winning the Masters? Let me explain my reasoning before I get you your details, Sean. Screw uh, so, your details. So, so I think the way that we see the top of golf work is that things happen in flurries, right? Like somebody comes along, wins a flurry of tournaments, and then sort of disappears. And I think that's because there's no real top dog. Um, I sort of and I sort of think Brooks was that last year, for lack of a better word. Um, but it's, it's hard to maintain that level of play, I think. Like, I think Brooks is a phenomenal player, but I don't think he's markedly better than, say, Rory or even Spieth when he starts playing properly or DJ. Or it's just so strong at the top of the order. Um, so I think he's going to regress a bit. I think Bryson hit his sort of hot streak at the, during the FedEx Cup. That was sort of when he really got going, I think. Um, and I think that it's sort of paving the way for a number of different Europeans to just assume the throne. Like, I think John Rahm is major ready. I think, you know, Franco Molinari is still just such a stud. Like, it wouldn't surprise me to see him win at Augusta. The dude is such a good ball striker. Are we saying that Tommy Fleetwood hasn't impressed us over the previous months? He's played so often and so well every time he's teed it up. And we, we still have guys like Justin Rose, who's been jockeying world number one. Um... And, and by the way, Rory hasn't won a major. I mean, Rory's due for another flurry of majors. And we all know that when Rory starts playing, he starts playing really, really well. So I actually think when you look at the players who are trending into form, they're all European. And mm -hmm. so I think that that's why they're going to run the table this year. Uh, the, the Speechless. The homerism, Speechless. the homerism behind 
this prediction is so egregious, I have to respect it. You know, yeah. That's it. Especially it's when you're calling for the Americans to lose. <laughs> <laughs> now that uh, Luke stepped down from his soapbox, just for uh, as a refresher for our readers, the last time we've had only one American win a major was 2014. That okay. was the year uh, Bubble and the Masters, then Keimer, and then Rory and Rory. So would you. But how about the last time that... That not a I'm, single one? I'm still can't scrolling, even find that. Like the, it was like the Martin... Keimer era, I think there was a time where Americans win a full season, maybe without a major. There was a, yeah. but there wasn't all Europe. There was, there was, might have been like a, Ooh, I think Schwartzel was in there, or like right around that time. I think it's 94, unless I missed one. Jose Maria, Ernie, and then Nick Price doubled up. Okay. Mm. Well, there's a dose of Europeanism in there, but certainly not all four. That's yeah. the first time there haven't been all American. All right. I'm going to pronounce this the boldest prediction of this podcast but let's wrap it up by figuring out who the hell is actually going to win these events then if there are europeans luke tell us who's winning the masters uh let's say masters john rahm i mean we're getting very specific on a bold prediction but in let's the say, weeds but let's say john rahm wins the masters let's say it yes let's say it okay um so then we got the then we got the pga next who wins at beth page it's gonna be a long hitting ball striker type right Rosie, let's say Rosie wins it. Pebble Beach. This is tough because I feel like Rahm's going to win all of these. Why can we just do pick? This could um, morph to a John Rahm Grand Slam pick pretty quickly. Rory's going to win in Northern Ireland. Fleetwood's going to win at Pebble. Wow. Molinari's just going to rack up top fives along the way. The, wow. Rosie. He's there as the safety. He's, Should he's any the, other European yeah, come up short, Molinari will be there. He's going to finish second in every one of these. He's my safety European. Imagine, <laughs> imagine for a second if Rory won at Northern Ireland. Oh. I mean, that'd be incredible, right? Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And he's done it as a junior golfer, too. So it's, 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 it's Were you there? It uh, pretty much makes it a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, huh? yeah, I finished in last. <laughs> oh. I don't really know. Uh, I mean, we can't top that. We already took that to the nth degree. But ranking-wise, we're going to put Luke up top that no Americans, all Europeans will win the major, well, all the majors. I think second, in terms of being most bold, is Brooks Kepka. Josh's prediction, uh, he will win two majors. Not only that, he'll win the first two of first 2019. Two. Next, in terms of most bold, I, mean, it's, I think it's got to be... Ugh, I'm torn. I'm torn on the President's Cup picks because this is not I feel like it's got to be Dylan, right? <laughs> because two specific captains pick players who have made the last four teams. I will qualify it as this. Dylan's is more bold than Jeff's, but I like Jeff's more than Dylan's. Wow. I picked something that has happened only once in golf history, and it's the fourth boldest prediction. Jeff had numbers. The 2018 Bold Prediction Podcast. Yeah. So I like Jeff's more. I think Dylan's is a little more bold, but like, I mean, it's just not going to happen, right? Wow. Well, maybe then it's the most bold to uh, think about it that way. So I think we're just going to have to keep score. We'll see at the end of the year. LKD, if you just heard a sip, it's because he is still drunk on his Ryder Cup juice over here. <laughs> and I, for one, am excited to see how this all goes down. Sean, I know you're hosting, but do you have an actual uh, mm. bold prediction if we put you on the spot here? Um, if I could come up with one right now, I think it is that Tiger Woods will not win this year. And that's not really that bold because predicting that anybody will win is a tricky thing to do. Ricky Fowler would prove that to you. But Tiger's just 
he's coming off this high, right? And I think the next time we saw him play golf was at the Ryder Cup after that victory, the Tour Championship. And I've been beating that drum for a while now. But damn, he looked bad in Paris. The next time we saw him play it's also worth, was at the Hero World Challenge. And damn, he looked bad there too. Yeah, it's worth noting, right, that like the only win... Now, it's going to sound like I'm about to hate Limited field, limited field. Exactly. He only won one event. It was a limited field. And he looked exhausted through the sec- before that event, the second half. His swing speed was going down. There was all kinds of stuff that was happening. And he still has openly said that he's still kind of struggling with injuries more than I think we are ready to accept. He's, st- he's still kind of like, it- it's a primary issue for him. I was down at the Hero and he was talking about how he can't practice as long as he used to. Like, he's very realistic about the limitations of his own body now. So I actually think that this is a... It's not that bold though. If yeah. everyone believes it's possible and could could but, quite but, happen, but, but, it's it's the fifth boldest yeah. prediction on the bold predictions podcast. That's my it's very job. Defensible. Yeah, I, I build you guys up by bringing myself down. That's right. That's the job of a podcast host, and also the job of a podcast host, particularly a golf podcast, is to bring all things back to Tiger Woods. So you know, it'll be interesting to see a schedule too next year because he said he wants to scale it back a little bit, and uh, he already you know only plays seventeen, eighteen events and. You scale back, and you, what are you going to miss? The Memorial, Bay Hill, you're going to miss some big events, WGCs or something. So we'll see. Thing is, though, public opinion, I, I like, would think that, uh, that, that that Sean's is the boldest take of all. I mean, when Tiger Woods kind of took a few weeks off, shows up at the Hero, plays like, you know, plays terribly, and suddenly another top twenty, and yeah, and suddenly everyone's like, we're back to square one. What's happening? I thought he was making problems. People are kind of freaking out a little bit about this. Yeah. That's true. You could you could just do a cut of your bold prediction and slap it out there on golf.com and probably do an entire year's worth of media tours uh, trying to defend it. Such is life here. Enraging golf in the golf across world. the world. Yeah, that's how it works. That is it for now on the golf.com podcast, the bold predictions podcast for 2019. A couple different series we're going to come out with. I look forward to sharing that with you, but you will have to wait for that. Until then, I'm your host, Sean Sock. <laughs>